0: Hey, everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 221 of Yogaland. Happy 2021. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be back here with you. I took a nice long break over the holidays and just let myself go, and it felt amazing. It may have potentially been the longest break I've ever taken for the podcast, and in addition, It was a break that I truly enjoyed because I didn't have to anticipate that Jason was going to be getting out the door and traveling again. So I feel like a million dollars. And I am really excited to just start the podcast again this year, y'all. A couple things. One big announcement. You may have seen this on social media, but I'm really excited to announce that I am going to do an ad free podcast this year. So no outside sponsors anymore. It's something I've thought about for a while and now just feels like the right time. I am so grateful to my network, ACAST. They're letting me stay on their platform so I can, I still have the great analytics and there's no transition on the back end. And I'm just also grateful to them for helping me over the years to monetize the podcast and find really great sponsors for my show. But I'm equally excited to just offer this content to you with no additional ads. So the only thing you have to listen to is Jason and I talk about our programs. And speaking of which, and how's that for a segue, Jason is currently registering students for his advanced teacher training. It's three modules. Right now, the first module is sold out. So if you're interested in that one, join the waitlist. And if we get enough interest, we'll run it again this year at some point. If you're interested in modules two or three, You can go to our website right now and register for those. Those are selling quickly as well. And I am going to rerun my content blueprint course in March. So for all of those programs, you can just go to our website, jasonyoga.com and go to study with us and you'll see the little options to find out more, or I'll, I'll put links to them on the show notes page as well. Okay. So on to our guest. My guest today is Jack Workman, and you'll hear in the interview, but but we met Jack about 10 years ago when he was just a wee 15 years old, and he did Jason's 200-hour teacher training program in San Francisco. Jack now lives in San Francisco. He's obviously an adult now, and he teaches at Love Story Yoga. And over the past year since COVID started, Jack just jumped in feet first and started his own YouTube channel with on-demand yoga classes, and I've seen him posting a lot, and we've, we've kept in touch. So I thought it would be interesting and informative to talk to Jack about what he's learned from doing the channel, how it's going for him, how he handles the tech. Does he like teaching on-demand yoga and not having students right there, or does he prefer Zoom? And then just how he markets his channel, and he's got some good ideas. So you will adore Jack, Jack is adored by all with very good reason. He's just full of heart. He's very authentic, and he is a great yoga teacher and a great student. He is also, I should mention, participating in Jason's module one of Jason's online teacher training along with 10 other Jason Crandall Yoga Method certified teachers. They are acting as mentors and doing small breakout groups throughout the training We're so excited to be able to offer this extra level of support for our online students, especially since we are not meeting in person for this round of training this year. And we will offer the same support for Modules 2 and 3. We just don't have the mentors confirmed, the exact mentors confirmed for those dates yet. So if you are signed up for Module 1, you get paired with Jack you will already know him from this podcast. Another one of the module one mentors will be Kwame Sims. So you can go back and listen to that episode as well. Okay. Enjoy this episode with Jack. So hi, Jack. It's so nice to have you here today. Thanks for being here.
1: Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. To be here.
0: Yeah. I can't believe I haven't had you on the show yet, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. because I don't know. I just, you've been such a part of our lives for so long. Probably few people know except the people who went through the training with you that you did your 200 hour teacher training with Jason. I don't know, was it 15 years ago now?
1: Or uh, no, you know, a little less was, than that. I guess it was only 10, 10 years ago. Oh, just ago, 10. Okay. But, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I like to say 15. I We could say 15. It makes it sound even more, you know, awesome. I guess motherhood
0: <laughs> has made the years <laughs> seem longer to me <clears throat> the last eight years. So you were in. 200-hour training with Jason 10 years ago when you were at the tender
1: age of what? How old were you? I was 15 going on 16. So I, I <laughs> just like I the started, of exactly, <laughs> <laughs> which I do love that movie, by the way. Me? But,
0: Who? Oh my gosh.
1: So I started the, the training or the kind of module or the month-long intensive when I was 15. And when I graduated, I was 16. So and I just, a whole month in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I think that you know this probably, but I will say I mean, I just would pop into that training every now and then. And you were the darling of that <laughs> training. Like everyone just loved you <laughs> so much, including Jason, yeah. because you are such a lovable human <laughs> and because you showed enormous. I don't know, talent and capability for your age. So, mm-hmm. and I can remember at night, sometimes we would like walk you home, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. it was at the yeah. yoga loft. It was in, it was in um, North of the Panhandle. Yeah. It'd be a little sketchy. And your mom had rented a place around the corner. Yeah. So your mom yeah. came with you to the uh-huh. training and we would walk you around the corner at night home and your mom oh, yeah. would be waiting on the porch.
1: It yes, <laughs> it was. I remember that as well, and that was very, very special. I, you know, I just remember also uh, showing up to the training and kind of feeling like, wow, I, I, you know, I had never been to San Francisco before. I was just, you know, small town Colorado boy, and I was like, wow, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah, but um, it was definitely uh, a great. Amazing experience. So, I mean, that's actually a good question. Like, this
0: was before social media. So, how did you find the training? How did you find out about it? Yeah,
1: actually. So, I had been passionately doing yoga for about two or three years before I was 15. And then my dad and I went up to a yoga journal conference in Estes Park. Okay. And that's where I met Jason. And I was kind of Thinking and talking about it with my dad that I wanted to do a yoga teacher training, and uh, Jason happened to be like at the table next to us or something in the cafeteria, and he was like well why don't you why don't you come to my training i'm ho- I'm, I'm hosting i think it, it was his first official his training it was um, yeah and uh, so my parents were super supportive, and I also was pretty committed to yoga I was going like every single day. They're just like, okay, well, Jason has invited, basically invited Jack to his training. Like, We should make this happen. And so the next thing you know, by by July, I was there with my mom.
0: Gosh, talk about serendipity. I can't believe you were sitting at the table and he overheard and he said that because that's not very much like him. And then (laughs) you ended up in San Francisco and it's like where you live now. As an That's incredible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it really is. Um, it just that, you know, training has impacted so much of my life and Aww. what I do. So, you know, it's definitely probably the best decision I've made. And yeah, now I'm here in San Francisco as a full-time yoga teacher. You're
0: doing <laughs> so well. Yeah. And we're going to get to that, but I want to ask you, tell me about your dad. I know your dad was mm-hmm. so important to you and he passed. Yeah just a few years ago. And I just think it's so wonderful to think of him taking you to a yoga journal conference. Did he also do yoga or is he interested in
1: yoga or? You know what? Yeah, he did do yoga. Um, So we actually started yoga together. Um, I started actually going to yoga originally with my dad at the local uh, health club that we were going to. And it was kind of a a senior yoga class that we were going to. And I just... Uh That's where I really fell in love with yoga (laughs) in senior yoga class with my dad. And, you know, he just really cultivated and supported me in my yoga journey. Yeah. So we would go up to the yoga journal conference together and we would like, you know, camp out there or something something, you know, we would stay and we'd rent one of the cabins and we'd basically do yoga together in the beginning. So he was a big part of my yoga journey.
0: That's amazing. That's really sweet that you guys, it's really sweet that you went with him and then it was yeah. a senior's class. And so you were saying you were about 12 or 13 when you started doing yoga?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I was 12 or 13 when I started. And then from that health club experience, I decided that I would go to like a a yoga studio that happened to be an ashtanga yoga studio and i really at the beginning had no clue what ashtanga yoga was yeah <laughs> you know so my of course my my parents drove me over to the yoga studio and dropped me off and just remember walking into the room like wow this is not this is not so different yoga right okay experience <laughs> that i had done you know with at the at the health club so i just remember being kind of Scared and excited at the same time. And that's when I just became absolutely obsessed with yoga and specifically Ashtanga yoga. And I started practicing the primary series like, really honestly, like seven times a week, just every single day after school. I would head over to the yoga studio. And that's where it really became my passion. And I caught the yoga bug.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about young Jack. Like, so you were. Preteen teen doing yoga. Was that unusual? Did you feel it? And you, the thing is, uh, you have always, as long as I've known you, and I don't know you super well, but from what I can see and read, like you're very comfortable with yourself. Was that always the case? Like, did you stand out a little bit because you did yoga? Did mm-hmm. yoga help you
1: as a teen? Yeah. You know, I was always a unique child, and <laughs> yoga certainly gave me a a safe space and helped me find my voice. But really, I found so much uh, solstice in yoga because I didn't really fully fit in in school. And I just felt really uncomfortable and shy and just not really good in the spaces that I was at school. Mm -hmm. So I uh, went to yoga every day after school. And that's kind of what I did. And that was my safe space. And yeah. Yeah. So yoga originally was that, that kind of uh, security for me.
0: Yeah. And you felt like you found community there. And I mm-hmm. mean, you've always kind of, you, when you were in Jason's training, you connected with everyone, even though people were older than you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You yeah. Know, And, and we all had that kind of common interest of yoga, but in general, not only being a a yoga practitioner, but also then eventually, you know, becoming a yoga teacher really helped me move out of that shyness and find my voice. And, you know, it's funny because then when it was time that for me to (laughs) come out (laughs) as gay, I was, I I feel from yoga that I was like really graceful and skillful in that experience. Mm -hmm. And without having the practice, I would have been uh, way more um, uncomfortable and discontented and overwhelmed with anxiety in the experience. And I'm not saying that I also didn't experience that as well, but I just had yoga as a tool.
0: Yeah. That makes me really happy to hear that. When I look back on my life, I think like, well, how much would yoga have helped me if I had started yeah. younger?" because it helped me so much when I started in my 20s. So, it's nice to hear that it helped you on on that level mm-hmm. even as a young guy. And I'm so shocked to hear that you were ever shy. Like that really yeah.
1: <laughs> surprises me. I feel like that surprises a lot of people, but I, I, I was, and I, yeah. you know, I still am to a certain extent, but I also have, have learned ways to deal with it. Yeah. Part of that is through, you know, just, I really enjoy humor and being funny. And I think that helps people just loose, especially myself, loosen up a little yeah.
0: bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very similar. And I think, you know, my, our daughter is really shy. And I think that the school environment is just hard for so many people. I see that in her, like outside of the school environment, she's fine. But in that environment where you're that first environment in your life, where you're supposed to, I'm doing air quotes right now, you know, supposed to be a certain way. Otherwise you're kind of different or weird, or it can kind of stifle people and make them even more shy, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I that's that's kind of what I see with my my kids. She's just like, doesn't she marches to her own drum a bit? So mm-hmm. it's just not gonna be like a super traditional journey for her.
1: Whatever it is, it's not yeah, gonna be exactly. you know what I mean? And I, you know, I think my parents kind of felt the same way about me. And that's why they saw yoga as an opportunity for me to just drop into something that I was really good at, which was amazing on my parents' part. And I'm very thankful for that. But they try to put me back in line or be like, you know, you're doing too much yoga. Like, you know, you need to go focus more on school, but because they saw that I, you know, had a a talent and a passion for yoga that they helped me cultivate it.
0: Yeah. That is good parenting. That's good attunement, you Mm -hmm. know? you got to meet them where they are and, and cultivate yeah. their strengths. So yeah. when did you come out? Like, or did, did you have to like formally come out to your parents or
1: <laughs> kind of, not really to my mother? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She had a, she had a knack. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so I came out around, I would say 17 or 18. Yeah. So it was actually funny because I wasn't fully out. While I was uh, doing my teacher training in San Francisco, but then again, I was like 15 years old and really not sure exactly what sexuality yeah. was at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I came out around 17 or 18, and remember telling my parents, and my they actually like had a celebration. So I was very lucky in that way as well that um, they just kind of really wanted me to feel that. Uh, there was nothing wrong with me and I remember they they took me out to dinner the day I came out and they gave me a card um that said play that funky music white boy <laughs> and and they were just you know very encouraging and loving oh,
0: <laughs> they just,
1: and so it, it was funny because the anxiety and the stress that I felt around coming out actually wasn't for my parents at all
0: right yeah you
1: know but it's kind of hard to explain to my mom why I had any anxiety at all because she's like, well, we we're we're happy. You're gay. You know, we love you the way you are. And I kind of had to explain to her, well, unfortunately mother, you're not like the entire, the entire world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I
1: have to go to school and I have to talk to other people and yeah. I have all of this internal pressure. So, yeah. You know, but I, in general, I was, I was very lucky.
0: Yeah. I think about that. Like, I think for anyone to make any definitive statement about their identity in the teen years, it's hard. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I can't, I mean, I certainly can't exactly relate to what you're saying, but like, if I think back, if I was 17 and I had to say, I'm this, and I, and I had to sort of like yeah. draw some sort of line in the sand. And that was, you know, different from quote unquote, the norm, like for anybody like you said there would be some internal dissonance and that
1: would be yeah. hard so yeah totally and it took a long time for me to come into just feeling really comfortable and authentic in in who i am and what it means to be authentic so but i do remember actually when i was in san francisco for the training i remember being in the castro and just being like, wow. That's great, <laughs> I right? I want to live here someday. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Like, this, is, this
1: is an amazing place. You know, I don't have to like, not, it's not that I don't have to be different, but I, I get to be in a, in a space full of a whole bunch of different colors where everybody yeah is, like, welcomed. And so that was- Like you
0: don't have to hide anything and you can just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was one of the things that I always wanted, kept- drawing me back to San Francisco
0: it's funny like I felt the same way about San Francisco when I went just it just felt like what very welcoming and yeah I just knew that whatever I was was going to be fine here which yeah. is something I love about it so much it is. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've been talking about a lot on the podcast is just how yoga teaching has changed over the past year for people with COVID. And obviously, there are just so many challenges all around for so many people. But I got in touch with you because I feel like you have really jumped in feet first and embraced it. And you just like, you're moving forward. And I like that. I'm really impressed by that. I've, you've kind of embraced what's going on right now. So, I wanted to just ask you about that. And I know that you're still teaching for Love Story, which mm-hmm. is you know the st- same studio that Jason teaches for, um, and other great teachers too. But you also started your own YouTube channel, and yes. so I wanted to ask you. I think I talked to you in the beginning of COVID about that. Just a little bit. You had just started out, and you were you were enjoying it, and and it was actually. Yeah lucrative for you. Like it was yeah. f- a pretty good situation. So tell me about how it's going.
1: Well, it's going really well. And I've decided to continue sticking with my YouTube channel because I realized that it's kind of the most enjoyable process for me. So I still have it as like uh, donation based, but you know, I upload a video maybe two to three times a week and I just really enjoy making on demand yoga videos because I get to do the post production stuff. I really enjoy editing and I enjoy the kind of more technical aspects of setting my camera in the right, you know, I sound very technical, right? <laughs> in the right bu- clicking the right buttons, <laughs> you know, turning on the right lampshades and <laughs>
0: exactly putting the right towel. I bear light bulb.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so, you know, it's, it's a fun process for me. And some of the other avenues that have been taken uh, with yoga teachers, like doing uh, live classes, it's not that I don't enjoy live classes. It's just that for me, the YouTube route just really is, is fun and enjoyable. And It feels super low pressure, you know, because when I'm teaching to the camera, and then I'm like, you know, I really want to go get some potato chips and just lay here on the floor for a while. (laughs) I can do that, and then I'll just behind the scenes with Jack, (laughs) or I'll hopefully edit it out later because apparently I've heard that in one of my videos, like I forgot to edit out like uh, one of those, (laughs) and I'm just on the ground just eating potato chips. So, you know, now I'm a little bit more careful with that, but it's, it just, is it's fun. It's low pressure and I get to be creative and choose different topics and yeah. uh, kind of like have my own little like yoga glow, like on-demand classes library. So,
0: so you're, you've got, you're building up a library. So you, do you have any strategy in terms of what you, what kind of class you decide to film next or do you just yeah. do, I'm going to do what I feel like doing?
1: So I often uh, ask the people who take my classes on my channel to comment and let me know what they want to work on next or I'll get DMs through my Instagram or I'll get emails requesting which is a great deal for for them because you know I'm just curating really great uh, specific content that they yeah. can always refer to. But also right now I'm doing like I'm doing a 20-day yoga challenge and oh, that cool. just has uh, really motivated me to go all over in all different directions and kind of see what works best, what people enjoy the most. So I'll do a restorative style class or I'll do like a, a continuous flow vinyasa class.
0: For these 20 days, are you uploading a new video every day then?
1: Yes, Ooh. I am. I'm trying to mostly. I actually missed a day or two the other day, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that's the goal. And it's been been really fun and it's been a great way to build my channel keep consistent viewership and it's a lot of work on my on my side because I have to you know then upload the video onto my um, computer go back and edit it and I've been lately I've been getting really fancy uh, with it so I mean I definitely want to talk about how you can kind of go overboard in tech a little bit
0: yeah I agree
1: uh, Yeah, but. I'm trying to find that sweet spot of really just letting the process be enjoyable. And so far it's still enjoyable. So.
0: Okay. I, we have a YouTube channel, but we have done very little with it. So I'm going to ask you really, really basic questions and Mm -hmm. hopefully it will help other people too. So you said you do donation based. So do you have to leave in the description, like your Venmo or something or how do you do that?
1: So I'll most of the time I'll leave the description I'll leave the, my Venmo in the description of the video, and I'll just suggest if you really enjoyed or liked practicing with me, feel free to send me a Venmo or PayPal. And, you know, sometimes uh, if I'm really trying to be a businessman, <laughs> I'll even say in Shavasana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's kind of few and far between. You could say yeah, at the and, end, and,
0: yeah. And, Otherwise, yeah. people just forget. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And,
1: and, it work, and it works well. And, I mean, definitely at the beginning of COVID, uh, the Venmo and the Venmos were coming in quite, quite a bit. And, I mean, to be honest, when I'm consistent doing this 20-day challenge, they still do come in. Yeah. And you have to have a 1,000 subscribers uh, on your channel to be able to monetize your channel.
0: Okay. That, that was gonna be my next question. On. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it's something for now that works really well. And as and then as my channel grows, I'm sure, you know, one day I'll be a millionaire.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you'll be you'll get your Nike sponsorship, exactly. like uh you'll go with Adrian. I don't know what sponsorship she has, but she has some big, like pretty big oh, really? apparel yeah. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you about the monetizing. So when you say monetize your channel, it would be like that YouTube would serve ads like, for your channel, right? Is that how you would yeah, do that? Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So basically how long people watch your videos and whether they watch a, an ad at the beginning or the end of the video. I mean, as a YouTuber, you also have the choice to put an ad in the middle of your video, but since it's a yoga class, I, yeah. you know, I don't do that. or I, I can't do that yet. That's what I'm planning on not doing. Right, and, right, right, Yeah. I'm just living in the future a little bit. <laughs> That's how you would eventually one day be able to monetize your channel.
0: Yeah. I think when you get a thousand subscribers is also when you can go live on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If you wanted
1: to end actually, up. Actually, I think that it's, it's weird because you can go live on YouTube through a computer no matter what, but on your phone, you can't Oh. I didn't you know have, that. Um, which, yeah, it's
0: because Jason awesome. and I were like, "Oh, we got to get a thousand dollars to go
1: live." <laughs> yeah, it was. It's kind of annoying because clearly we like, did not do our my research. My phone all set up, and I was going to do a live YouTube class, and my phone was ready to go. And this was before I, you know, invested in my camera and my mic and everything. And I was just doing Jack Workman yoga. <laughs> yeah. Then I couldn't go live because I didn't have. That many subscribers, but then I tried it on my computer and you and you can do it from your computer. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that so I wasn't putting that misinformation out there. Do you do different length classes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you yeah, design on those?
1: So I do I do 15-minute uh, classes, I do 30-minute classes, I do hour-long classes, I do 75-minute classes, and I also do classes where I'm just like, I'm gonna teach yoga class and not look at the clock and We'll see how long this or short this goes. Yeah. And then I upload it and you know, say how long it was in the description or in the title after it's done. So I do a combination of classes and I find that different people like different lengths. So yeah. a lot. there's definitely that group of viewers that really like the the 15 minute like just flow, flow, flow. Let's do this, let's go. Um, and then I have to go back to work. <laughs> kind of uh, class. And then there's also, you know, a lot of people who just know me, you know, from the community who want to take hour long classes or an hour and 15 minute long classes with me who, who take those videos as well.
0: Yeah. You got, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that because I feel like with online, (laughs) my ability to do yoga online is getting shorter and shorter, (laughs) which I'm not proud of, but at least, you know, if I know I have the option I can do 30 minutes. Like I can handle that. I know that it's, you know, I don't have to get myself psyched up for that. But for me at this point, an hour and a half online, I can't can't imagine. I just need to be in the room with the the person.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And um, even when I'm doing, kind of longer classes with a teacher on Zoom or something, you know, about 30 minutes in, you're just like, I'm just going to turn off my video. <laughs> Go eat some more potato chips. <laughs> so I think that there are people though who do, uh, who are just craving for yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And who do, who do do the longer classes, but I have noticed in in my classes and on my channel that the, the shorter classes do do better, Mm -hmm. which then, you know, comes to this whole other conversation of how do I uh, offer really quality content and teach really wholesome yoga in, in just 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's true. It's true. I don't, this is unsolicited. You didn't ask for my advice, but it's my (laughs) podcast. So I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) I mean, my, I guess the way I frame things like that is we're so stressed out and life is, is so challenging, especially right now that anything we can do to help people kind of get back in their body or get back in their breath, even if it's a short period of time is really valuable. And so I've started to think about things in those terms because I used to Just so much more strict with myself and with everything. Like, what is yoga? And you know, like, I want to be authentic and all these things and the tradition. And it's like the more I know, I realize the less I know. And so then I just go to this place of, well, but I think it's really valuable. So why do I think it's so valuable? And then it kind of helps me come back to the basics.
1: Yeah, totally. I agree, and I think that you know the reality is that even people will go back to the same class over and over again. That's a yeah. short 15 minute class. You know, I have some, I have a few classes on my YouTube channel that are just really popular that people just are like, you know, you don't even need to make new videos. Like, thanks for this one. It's <laughs> so, so
0: true. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way with Glow. I have like several Stephanie Snyder classes and several Amy Hippolyte classes. Mm-hmm. And I have done them literally since Sophia. So I've done them for six years, some of these
1: classes. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's more than two, you know, it's like I have like 10 probably classes, but I, I never yeah, really thought
1: I about it. I do. I, my favorite one is uh, Jason has this like level two, three, like just crazy flow like where he he starts the class he's like hey everybody my name is Jason and today we're gonna start in handstand oh wow <laughs> like let's take it up to
0: 11 let's,
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and then he just he marches over to the wall and kicks up into handstand. Really? <laughs> yeah it's great it's great oh, if you want to get sweaty and just go for it
0: yeah um, I have but, to ask him which one that is
1: <laughs> it's it's a fun class but I yeah I definitely have those classes on glow as well that I I always come back to and I have to push myself to continue to try out the new classes. Um, Me too. Because I know that I know that they're also good. So
0: I think it's like it must just be that because I'm trying to unpack this a little bit. I mean it must just be that when you're home and you have the ability to choose, right? Like to push a button and choose you want to choose the known quantity. You're Mm -hmm. like, I know I like this one and it's going to be worth my time and I feel comfortable and I'm working on this thing. So boop. Whereas when you go into someone else's class, when you walk into the studio, you're excited to be led, you know?
1: I think that says a lot of stuff about, you know, what we should as yoga teachers offer. And, you know, I think sometimes we have this pressure to just constantly be offering a new sequence, a new pose, something different. You think that your students will fully know if you don't change things up. But the reality is, I mean, especially these days, people are just trying to kind of grasping for the earth right now, yeah. trying to to be grounded and having something that's uh, steady to come back to is really valuable and important.
0: It's so true. We're all seeking comfort and we're Mm -hmm. we're comforted by repetition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So talk to me about your tech. Like obviously for everybody right now, there's a learning curve. I have a couple of um, Jason's teacher training groups are still open and I still see everybody asking each other mm-hmm. questions like my, this mic didn't work. Have you ever used this? Have you? So, yeah. so what are you using and what's worked for you or what hasn't?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I think that, you know, you can offer a really great yoga class online. Just by having a phone, you know, just, I think that we have to remember as yoga teachers to not get too wrapped up in the tech and just remember that people are really there to, to hear us and to learn yoga and to practice and be in that. That being said, I think it's for me been really valuable to invest in a nice. DSLR. see I don't even know like the technical names for these cameras, but I have a nice camera. <laughs>
0: it's a digital something. I can't remember. It's I a used mirrorless.
1: To know. It, it's a mirrorless camera. I have the Sony A7 II. Okay. Which I got that camera because uh, it can also plug into my computer and act as my webcam. So I can. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Really high tech or high high depth clear uh, zoom classes as well when i do do my lab classes but in order to make that work you also have to get a a cam link which is uh, also a little bit pricey and you know complicated it took me a very long time to realize that and just have quite a bit of headaches just being like why does this not just plug in turn on (laughs) oh wait i have to have like another thing, so basically I have all the tech gear right now to become a Twitch influencer, <laughs> you know, like the people who play like video games. Yes. They use your setup. That's awesome. Yeah, they honest, like, honestly, that's how I got the, the best information on what tech I should have because essentially they're doing the same thing. So I just looked up like what do, what uh, Twitch influencers or Twitch users use, uh, what kind of camera. And so I have that camera. Although uh, if you're going to use a camera like that, then you also want to have an external mic. So I use the Blink 500. I think it's called the Saramonic. Is it Saramonic? I think
0: that's the one we use too, the Saramonic.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, it's pretty nice you have to plug it in a lot. <laughs> if you forget to plug it in, then you have to sit there for 30 minutes and <laughs> to be charged <laughs> it charges up. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And that's mm-hmm. actually mildly anxiety provoking for live classes because it could die in the middle of class and then you'll just oh, have yeah. to, but that's why now I just use my computer speaker so I can use the, the camera as the video and then the speaker on my computer as the audio
0: and so for your live, like classes, for you my do, live classes, you do your, you plug in your DSLR and then you can, that acts as your webcam and then you just go through the the computer speakers. So
1: can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because the the camera can be kind of far away from you, you can then slide the computer up close towards you. So you have a clear voice and everything. Oh, nice. This is okay. also the reason why I like, you know, doing on-demand classes <laughs> because I'm, you know, teaching and I'm not worried about, oh gosh, is Can they hear me?
0: Yeah. Is
1: is my Wi-Fi working? Yes. Um, It's just you're just teaching and you're you get to you get to teach yoga and not worry about any of that tech stuff.
0: Right. If something goes wrong, you know, you're you just have to redo it instead of like an entire classroom of people. (laughs) This is one of the reasons that for Jason's Teacher trainings, he does so much of the content is mm-hmm. pre-recorded. And mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, Well, why not why you know why is the Asana class pre-recorded? I'd like to practice it with him live. And we're like, because mm-hmm. we don't want to have a hundred people, you know, in a class and have our internet just bonk. Totally. And then your class is gone for the day. We want you to actually yeah. have things be, you know, you
1: have so much more control and be able to focus on the yoga and be in that experience. And yeah, you know, to be honest. Some live classes are really just like could be basically on demand classes because you know and I'm not saying that there's a right way to there's the 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 conversation on 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 how to do a live class in a really successful full way is kind of a different conversation, but you know if you're just standing at your mat and kind of saying the practice as you move through it, but you don't really see anyone uh, who's doing the practice, you know it is kind of like pre-recording your class, uh, but instead you're just doing it live for them, yeah. So, which is valuable because you're, you know, you have this feeling of camaraderie with the student and you're there with them and it keeps everyone motivated, but you know, it's not necessarily like you don't have the opportunity to give them feedback on their form or their alignment. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more tech question. What's your light situation? What, what kind of lighting yeah. do you use?
1: So the lighting situation is, is quite interesting. (laughs) I have two ring lights and I have a soft box. Okay. That's what I call it.
0: called?
1: That's what it's Um, called. (laughs) And I just kind of experiment with that in. So one light is behind the camera and then uh, there's another light. 45 degrees to my left, 45 degrees to my right.
0: Good job,
1: Jack.
0: You did your research. research.
1: (laughs) So, you know, there's not, you don't want a lot of shadow casting Mm -hmm. onto the wall. Uh, So that's why I've somehow, you don't want the light to be too intense either. So that's definitely been something I've looked into and I feel finally content with where the light is. But I think this is also uh, a good point to mention how sometimes you can just become kind of neurotic about the lights or the camera or, you know, all of the tech, the microphone. Is everything on the perfect level? And I find myself just like searching through the Best Buy catalog these days and thinking, you know, maybe I should buy another camera and have a second angle (laughs) or, you know, maybe I I need another ring light.
0: (laughs) I can't even tell you how I have to, I'm going to have to cancel Jason's credit card soon. If I could (laughs) actually, after this, we'll FaceTime and I will show you the room I am sitting in right now. It is absurd, Jack. Like we have, the other day he said, so I bought another camera and I paused. And usually like (laughs) he's the spendthrift and I'm the one that's like, let's go out to dinner, you know? He's like, I bought another camera. And I was like,
1: why? He said. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my boyfriend Ryan's exactly. in the other room. Why? Just yeah, why? and our bedroom is like I'm like I'm gonna put the bed in the corner. And the rest of it is gonna be our yoga film studio.
0: Oh my gosh, we have and it's necessary because our house is you know the windows right on the street and it's loud. There's like the garbage truck. I mean, even before I got on with you, I was pausing in part because there was a huge truck backing up down the street. Like the, yeah. beep, beep. but he's got uh-huh. the huge blankets, the, the oh, yeah. sound muffling blankets everywhere. Mm. He puts them outside our daughter's room. He
1: Yeah. So there's a point where you have to come to the decision. Well, is this really uh, important? And, you know, for, for Jason, I would say, you know, I don't know, maybe you have a more. no, I get
0: kid, it. I get but, it. I get but, it.
1: um, you know, I think then you have to ask yourself the question, like, am I getting kind of carried away or um, do I really need this? And am I using this as, as a potential distraction? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: planning, you know, yeah, exactly. I think an addiction to the Best Buy catalog might be a sign uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. going a little <laughs> too far.
1: <laughs> I totally agree. But you know, there's that's not to say it's not valuable to invest in like kind of the basics, like a nice camera, a good light or two maybe an external mic. And that's, I think that's.
0: Yeah. It. it also makes it fun. Like you're learning and yeah. you know, you can get kind of nerdy about it and, and feel good about the way things look. I've, I've taken your live classes. I haven't taken your YouTube classes. I will you now, should. but yeah, um, yeah, but I've taken your live classes and I think they look great. I mean, I mean, seriously, I've always Thank thought you. they look really nice
1: the live classes um, I've given myself the permission to just like some days I could don't even, I just use the, the laptop camera as well. You know, I'll just think, you know, because I have, I am prone to feeling anxiety around tech and I know that, you know, what the computer does a good job on its own and that's how I did it back originally. And people enjoyed my classes then, then I will just allow myself to use that sometimes and just not worry about everything
0: else. Yeah. You just let it all go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. proud of you, Jack.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> like I'm Jack and I'm just using the, the laptop camera yeah, today. Honestly,
1: I, I almost like, I got to a point where I'm like, hi everyone. I'm really sorry. This, <laughs> this camera is so horrible. <laughs> and they're like, what? what <laughs> like I didn't notice, so like, yeah. didn't notice a difference. I'm like, notice a difference. I dedicated my last 48 hours.
0: <laughs> okay. I was also, I wanted to ask you, but just before I forget, you know, you mentioned that you're doing this challenge and as I said, I think that you're just doing a great job of just moving forward. Like I just, you know, I have this, this content course that I do and I notice just people hem and haw about like what to do and how to do it. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's just this real feeling of unworthiness that people have that keeps them maybe from doing something like a challenge or starting a YouTube channel. So what are some thoughts or things you can offer people about how you promoted your challenge?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I primarily, um, I have multiple ways of promoting. I use uh, Instagram. I use the Instagram stories. I make posts. And lately, one of the really successful ways that I've been able to get a lot of engagement and also be super authentic on Instagram is just kind of also being super authentic in the kind of mishap experiences that I've had. That's one platform I use. Uh, Another one is through an email list. Um, uh, So people can get on my email list by going to my website, or they, you know, they asked me to put on my email list and yeah. I just put them on. you know, it's pretty organic as mm-hmm. I'm sure you also know. And then I send out like a blast, an email blast about the classes or uh, if I post a new class and that's kind of a little bit more seldom these days. These days I'm honestly just kind of, kind of building it super organically and just trying to get more and more content on there. So, yeah.
0: so um and do you use Canva for your graphics? I like, I like, I do. I use Canva
1: and I, I usually take one of the designs that I like with the font and, and then I kind of redo its colors. And Uh I also have fun on that too. Probably spend way too much time on it.
0: (laughs) I can get deep into the Canva rabbit hole. I love it so much. Yeah.
1: I feel like you're really good at Canva when you, it doesn't seem like you've used Canva.
0: I know. I don't know if I'll ever be there, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I th- I really <laughs> like your graphics. I, Thank you. I think that, but I think Canva has a certain, a certain look and you just have to just kind of play around with the colors.
0: Try to make it your own. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, it can get kind of crazy because then there's always like a a cover or a, or a design dad. So on YouTube, you know, you have the thumbnail as well. Mm -hmm. I I have been also going on to Canva now and making the thumbnail and they have like a little, you know, they have like the YouTube thumbnail section and you can, you can make your designs there, but then there's, and then you have some for Instagram posts and for emails and it's just never ending.
0: It is. Yeah. We love Canva so much in our family that (laughs) Sophia, when she watches me use it, she's like, I want to do something. I want to design something. So I let her design things. And they also have used it at her school a few times for fun. You know, she has a tech class at her school. And so she loves it so much that before bed, we give her a choice of like one more fun thing to do before bed. And it's like, you can watch funny cat videos on YouTube. Or you can, I can't remember the
1: other thing. It's usually like read, which she never chooses. <laughs>
0: or or you can play on Canva. And she's always like,
1: Canva. <laughs> you know, Canva is fun in that way. And it's super user-friendly as well. It's amazing. Um,
0: like she yeah. just picks horse photos. She'll go to the photos section and just pick horses. Or last night it was a red fox. She's like telling me all these facts. It's actually sad. Red foxes are endangered. Oh. And she just d- puts like a red fox. And then she I- imports like a little flower crown. I mean, it's...
1: <laughs> The possibilities yeah. are endless, people. He's going to be a little graphic designer. <laughs> that's what I'm I'm that's what I'm encouraging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like creative publishing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned kind of like the difference between teaching an on-demand class or teaching a live stream class. Is there any feedback you've gotten or anything that you've learned along the way that is a little bit different in the way you approach your on-demand classes, like the
1: actual structure of the teaching? you know for me another reason this kind of relates another reason why I really like on-demand classes is honestly like I can film the class in sections so when it's time for the like sun salutation phase I can film that and then I can just like pause the camera and go and cry for a few moments (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then I can show up like and then it like cuts to me like fresh, fresh. and I'm like, okay, let's do the sunbees now. <laughs> you like spritz a
0: little water on your yeah. a little Evian on your face, come back looking exactly. glowing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why um, I've had kind of difficulty uh, doing live classes. And that's not to say that I'm not like athletic and, uh, you know, I'm able in my capacity to do asana, but- You are
0: very part, able everyone. He's very able. <laughs> trust me.
1: I don't know. COVID has, has uh, affected a few things, but that's okay because I also have grown wiser. So <laughs> before the COVID era, when I was teaching in person, I you know, didn't often do the class with my students. I would walk around the room and you know, give feedback and also teach the class from walking around, which is, I think, a good way to teach your yoga class. Because if you're just standing at the top of your mat, uh, not really engaging, then you kind of feel disconnected. But, you know, then COVID came around and live classes started and you have to do the entire practice with them. And it's just, you know, we're doing, I'm teaching the things that I'm teaching and yoga is really hard. <laughs> and I'm like trying to talk to people and also like twist myself into a weird position and smile, <laughs> say this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I realized like, Sometimes I just sit in front of the camera during my live classes. Uh, sometimes that's not the best thing to do. And you'll realize that when people don't understand what you're talking about and have no reference.
0: Oh, um, I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, they get a
0: little twisted up and they look at the camera and you're just staring at yeah, them. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. I feel like that's a little bit for, for like a more beginner's class. It's nice yeah. for them to have a visual reference. Right. Um, and that's when Ryan, my boyfriend comes in, I'll say. <laughs> nice. I'll be like, you're the model today or, or I'll do it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that's the, the on-demand class is really nice because
0: you can take a, a break,
1: you, you can pace yourself and take, right. A break. And if, right. you know, if you want to kind of take another take, uh, you can do that. And, and that's not to also like, I'm not trying to say that I am inauthentic to the experience of the post. So I'm never like, you know, in a crazy posture, like just three more breaths. Yeah. 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 You're fine. Yeah. And this isn't hard. Like I'll, I'll speak to the reality of like, wow, I'm here with you guys. Like, and this is this, we're, but we're on the struggle bus express. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice to also be able to just talk.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I, Jason has been doing his longer classes for his teacher training and it's, it really whips you when, like you said, you're, you're setting it all up. You've planned the class. You're, Doing the whole class and like you said, you're talking through the whole thing. It's it's a mm-hmm. lot. So I, I totally yeah, get Yeah,
1: and and then you're doing them, I mean, multiple times a day sometimes. You right. Know, I teach like although I don't teach a lot of public live classes anymore, I still teach about eight corporate live classes a week. So, you know, on those classes, other than with students that I have in those corporate classes that have been taking with me for a really long time I usually will do the practice with them so to do that multiple times a day is uh, is really hard
0: yeah it's <laughs> a lot what yeah. do you edit in iMovie I keep meaning um, myself you know, iMovie yeah
1: uh, this is one of those things that I, it brings us back to like uh, being neurotic with tech. That maybe I should, you know, I started with iMovie and I, I think iMovie is wonderful and it's approachable and you can even do it on your phone if you have an iPhone. But then, you know, as I was getting a little bit more fancy, I've got a Final Cut Pro. Which oh, is wow. An Apple program. Yes, yes. And I thought that it would be just really intuitive <laughs> to to just start and pick up, but it, it actually is kind of a completely different experience and program than uh, iMovie, even though they're both from Apple.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's more like the Premiere level, like yeah, you know, exactly. the Adobe product, right?
1: And so right about now I'm actually like, it's only taken like nine months, but um, now I'm finally starting to get a hold of it and get like, oh wait, I can actually get really specific into this or cut the video or, you know, I can add like really specific text and start a, like an intro or add in like a music. That's awesome. I I did, I posted a class lately where uh, I just put in music to the class, which was, and it was a royalty free music though. So nice work. (laughs) It's fun. And I got a lot of good feedback from that one. So if you want, if you want to try one of my classes on YouTube and you want some music, you should, you should take that class and wear headphones. Which one is it? I honestly think it's just 20 day challenge, like yoga with music because I've never done that on my channel before. Right. And I was just kind of dipping my toes in the water and I got a lot of good feedback. People were like, wow, this is amazing. And it's kind of like a deep techno. Oh, I like it. (laughs) So it's going to be a little overwhelming, but. um, (laughs) But if you're in the mood. Yeah. Be like (laughs) motivating.
0: Yeah. How about, are there any moments where you've had challenges? (laughs)
1: can you share any of those (laughs) yeah you know I mean other than there's been challenges all along the way you know with tech with the video not recording or the audio not coming through and you just do this you just did this like big class and um, then it didn't record and that's another reason why it's nice to break up the video a little bit and because then you didn't do a 75 minute class that didn't get recorded at all right Um, I mean, of course, in the live class section of of challenges, um, you know, I'm sure that we can all attest to the how Wi-Fi is not always wanting to cooperate. And you know, you think that you can teach yoga from anywhere, but I was out of town. I, I think Ryan and I, my boyfriend, went to Joshua Tree. And, you know, the Wi-Fi wasn't that great there. But so of course, you know, I get on to teach my my live class and the Wi-Fi is just not working the best and it's that's always kind of anxiety anxiety provoking it's kind of the equivalent experience of being on the bus and like the bus isn't going fast enough and you have to get to your your class because it starts in five minutes yeah <laughs> that's yeah. kind of like the the modern day experience of same anxiety yes
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: but i mean i mean other than that past all the tech, past the wifi, you know, just learning how to navigate this new experience as a yoga teacher. And how do I keep people engaged and keep people coming back? Because I mean, you have to be really honest that the, one of the reasons why yoga before COVID was just like really booming. It's because, you know, people really love going to a studio and getting that experience and being in community and, maybe the studio's even heated and you hear the music and, or for example, for Jason's classes on, on Tuesday and Thursday, back at love story, you know, you get to, it's just like, you get to see all your friends and just it just that's part of the yoga experience. So, so you're kind of like also trying to navigate, well, how do I also bring that into this virtual experience? And now I like, I went from being a yoga teacher and that experience kind of happening naturally with my students to now like opening up the meeting on zoom and being like, okay, everybody like, huh, does anybody have anything to say? Like that's, that's a different and hard experience. So I, that has been a challenge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know that Jason, when he does his live classes He'll, which is, it's so amazing to me that he does this because he's not the most extroverted or social person, mm-hmm. but he misses it people, you yeah. know, in studio so much that he'll do a couple minutes of just, okay, guys, we're just going to just chat for a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, hey, Emily, how's your dog? Uh (laughs) And then he goes over a couple of minutes. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've had to, I I do that as well. And I've definitely had to drop into that experience and become more comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, like eight months ago, I was just like, I'm like, we're live. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get started. Let's get started, down dog. (laughs) You know, it wasn't really the like human experience. Yeah. Uh, But now it's so great to, you know, see the people who take my classes and whether I, um, you know, practiced with them in real life uh, or actually, you know, I've gotten students who had never practiced with me in real life before, but now come to my, my live class because they took my YouTube class. And, oh,
0: I love it. That's so great. Yeah, Jack. That's fun. a really good yeah, sign. Really that good. You have people like, yeah.
1: Crossing over, you mm-hmm. know, so, but you know, it's, it's interesting and hard and that kind of comes back to my internal child and that feeling of being a little shy because, you know, being a yoga teacher, and I'm sure that I know that Jason can attest to this, but you know, when you show up in front of a room and you're ready to teach yoga, you have to kind of put on a persona and it's almost, it's not like acting in an inauthentic way, but you're giving like a presentation and that can kind of, bring a sense of safety, but when I'm not like in that realm where I've really learned to become comfortable with it, yeah. I, you know, can have, I can struggle in, in social situations that, yep. you know, like talking to students before class on Zoom. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Jason and I are similar and you might relate to this. It's like, when I have a role like when I have a job to do, I can actually throw a dinner party pretty easily because I have a very prescribed role, like I'm making the dinner, I'm welcoming you, I'm introducing you to other people to talk to i'm you know what I mean, so whatever the social situation is, if I have a role, it's great i it's good i you know but if it's open ended i'm i'm not I'm not like a shoot the shit kind of person i can't i yeah. just some people just have that they're just so comfortable, and i yeah, I just don't know i
1: I totally agree and i have become more comfortable with that over time, but I definitely am really. I can drop into like the yoga experience pretty easily now. So
0: yeah, well that's mm-hmm. good. Well, thanks so much, Jack. I know that just talking about this stuff is encouraging to other people, and you know, I hope everyone listening just hears that it can be done, and that you know just just to go forward and and try yeah. it out, right?
1: Exactly. You know, just. Allow yourself to have fun with it because that's what's going to keep bringing you back. And, you know, if you're consistent enough with anything, you will build what you need to build. You just, uh, but in order to be consistent with something, you actually, you know, most of the time, especially when it comes to yoga, I would say you have to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) really, really true. I think those are both like absolute salient pieces of advice. You have to be consistent. And persist, and you know, in order to be consistent, you want to do something that feels good to you. Yeah, totally. So
1: even when it's not, you know, sometimes seeming like it's working, you know, even when you're not getting a lot of subscribers, or even when your own personal live classes have one or two people, you know, just because you have one or two people now doesn't mean it will be that way forever. And usually, um, you have to have that conversation with yourself: like, is this sustainable? But um, if it is sustainable, you know, I promise that if you are consistent and you show your authentic enjoyment for it, that you'll probably have more than one or two people down the line.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, thanks so much for being here. It's great to talk to
1: you. Thanks so much, Andrea.
0: everyone. Thanks so much for listening. You can find show notes at yogalandpodcast.com slash episode 221. And I will put a link to Jack's YouTube channel on there and to his website where you can sign up for his newsletter or follow him on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really happy to be back and can't wait to connect with all of you over the course of this year. Until next week, enjoy your practice.